Welcome to What the Church, a podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Orlando. I'm Cameron Hughes. I'm joined again today by Miss Alexa Rossi. Hi there. We are on episode three of our We Are First Press series, uh, trying to tell some stories about what's been going on during this pandemic. Um, we're months in at this point, aren't we? We are. It's very surreal to think about how long it's been. And even as the city starts to reopen a little bit, uh, we have a long ways to go. We know as a church family, we're uh, desiring to meet together again, but we're not quite there yet. Um, So we want to be able to continue to equip you, give you some um, stories and some encouragement through this challenging time. Alexa, how are you doing? You know, I'm hanging in there. The last time we recorded this podcast, the quarantine was pretty fresh and I was feeling the weight of living alone in this time, which usually I enjoy, but Mm -hmm. not having the outlets of um, just social interaction and hanging out with friends was pretty heavy on my heart the last time we were here. Mm -hmm. So uh, it has only gotten easier in the sense of I've gotten more used to it. It's still really difficult. <laughs> lack of human connection. Uh, Weird but, how that works. Yeah. But the Lord has been faithful to walk me through. And I'm quite sure that I'll look back on this season of my life and think that it was one of very deep growth. Mm. So I'm glad for that. Awesome. How are you? We're hanging in there. Um, it feels like we're finally adjusted to the normalcy that is always being at home. Um, we found out recently that our son's daycare is on an extended leave. So we know we're in a little bit more long haul than uh, those who are starting to see their jobs open back up. Thankfully, we've been able to do most of our work remotely and um, are just profoundly thankful for the time together. But at the same time, we're ready for some normalcy that involves not being in the house all the time. So. Uh, That's kind of where we're at, but it's been a good season for us. I realize it feels weird to say that. Uh, We're thankful that things have been consistent for us and realize a lot of people out there listening don't have that uh, same consistency or um, have had things happen throughout this uh, time that it's very different than our experience. But today we're going to be joined by Ryan and Jamie Smith, who are covenant partners here at First Prez. Um, They have been involved with an organization called the Fellowship of Believers, Um, we'll hear a lot more about that later, but we really want to dig into what does it look like during this COVID season to live, um, on mission in our neighborhoods. We've talked a little bit about vocation and family to this point, but wanted to make sure, uh, in a, in an environment where we're not quite sure how to interact with the people around us, um, how, how we stay on track to live missionally in our neighborhoods. We are really excited to have Ryan and Jamie Smith joining us via the telephone. Hey, Ryan and Jamie. Hey, Cameron. Hey there. We uh, would love to hear a little bit about Fellowship Believers, find out a little bit more about your connection to First Prez, and uh, love to hear some stories from you guys about what's been going on during this COVID crisis. Sure. Yeah, happy to happy to share, and hopefully it's encouraging. Um, we've been... Uh, we started attending First Prez, I believe, three three years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just about four years ago. Um, uh, interesting story on how we learned about it, but um, have really enjoyed the community. And it's the first church we've ever been official members of. Um, we got the handshake down and everything. Yeah, so that's, that's great. It's official. Um, it's official. You got it. So so we've really, really liked um, First Prez a, a great deal. Um 
Regarding uh, Fellowship of Believers, um, this initiative, you know, obviously COVID hit, um, you know, it, it has impacted pretty much everybody, even those who, you know, may not act like it is, it is. Um, but, you know, our, you know, our initial response was, we know people are hurting. We know people are in need. Uh, we don't know uh, what the hurt is. We don't know what the need is. And you feel overwhelmed. And, you know, how do I get involved? How do I do all of these things? And so, you know, our thought was we just, you know, um, we kind of create a, um, an initiative, which is, you know, for us, it's called FOB Community. Um, we formed a website. We put together, you know, a mar- kind of a marketing campaign of sorts and that we, you know, we signed signs. And uh, we started by Jamie and I just threw up a four foot by six, by, uh, four foot by six foot um, sign uh, banner uh, in our front yard, which code enforcement loved. Um, <laughs> but we put two of them, we put two big signs out front of the yard. And the thought was, you know, as people drive by, you know, it gives us a chance to learn what the needs are and in real terms um, by letting the marketplace respond and state what the need is, um, but also allow everybody who drives by our house to know that the community is one that cares about their well-being. And if you pass through, we consider you a part of the community. And and then lastly, you know, there's wanted it to become more of neighbors helping neighbors, you know, kind of a, um, a decentralized collective, um, so to speak. And so, you know, we first, you know, obviously relied on our FOB um, community, our, our Bible study group, you know, so to speak. And um, we now have well over 100 volunteers that have, you know, um, contributed to the initiative. And so now basically what we're doing very simply is we're allowing people, you know, to conveniently respond by letting us know, letting their community know what their need is. Mm-hmm. And then allowing the community to respond to the need and and you know, in service um, the person um, in the best that way that we can, mm-hmm. and follow up and follow through and make sure that needs are being met. That's awesome. I love the idea of uh, neighbors helping neighbors. I think that speaks so uh, directly to our core values and what we believe in as a church. Um, but if you could summarize FOB in one sentence, uh, what is it that you say you guys do? I think it's just very simply, you know, the Bible verse, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's the, the grassroots level, you know, level of it. It's, that's what we're being asked to do. And I love what Ryan said, because it's very true. The community that is really neighbors helping neighbors mm-hmm. has um, aggregated people that are believers, non-believers, mm-hmm. um, all walks of life. And they've really come with whatever their gifts and talents mm-hmm. are and really laid them out to their community. And it's really been incredible to see where it is really, you know, neighbors loving their neighbors as they love themselves. That's really cool. So what I'm hearing y'all say is that this is so much bigger than just the First Prize community, but you've taken uh, your faith in, in the way that you have been discipled and convicted and sent out um, from here and not only provided for the neighbors that you find, but you've also included other neighbors in helping provide neighbors. That is so cool. And uh, Ryan, I think you said that something along the lines of, if you drive by our sign, you belong in the community. And Mm. that's so simple. And I love it. So tell me more about um, how many people have y'all met? Like how much of this experience has been with people that you already knew? And Mm. how many new people have you, have you met through it? Well, I, I, 
Yeah, it's a good question. And the, and the fun part is it's, it's a dynamic answer in that, um, one, almost every need that has come in or request for need, um, actually, I can't think of a single one that I, I knew or would have likely known, uh, including two ladies who were dental uh, hygienists who work at a dentist um, literally a quarter mile from my house. You know, they drive by in front of my house every day, never would have known them, no reason to connect. And uh, now I, I would say we will probably remain connected for some time because it, we, you know, it was what we were able to do as a community was meaningful to them um, and shocking. And um, it's it's been fun to see the response. So on the need side, um, huge points of connection with people we never would have known or met, um, different phases of life, different walks of life. Um, on the volunteer side, we've had a lot of people respond and say, hey, I want to volunteer um, people telling people telling people, you know, so there it's beyond my sphere of, of, of influence. And but then I, I think probably the most compelling part, which has happened organically on at least two occasions, um, and, and it involves around the recipient actually being um, challenged and, and humbled by receiving a gift, but then responding to that by saying, I want to be a part of the, the giving side of the equation. Um, awesome. We've had, um, yeah, actually our first financial gift as a couple who, you know, it's just a real story. You know, she works for Southwest. He works for SeaWorld. Hmm. What are you going to do? Right. You know, he, he just basically said, listen, I'm a, I'm an engineer. I, I, hmm. I'm, you know, mechanically inclined. I'm not working. So if anybody needs help with their car or anything mechanical, hmm. I will, um, I'm, I'm a volunteer. So consider me a part of it. And that's awesome. so it's, that's it's so cool. kind of been fun. Yeah. It's been fun to see how it, that's why I said it was dynamic. Um, because it's not just, you know, giver receiver. Uh, it's not that simple. Yeah, generosity begets generosity. So cool. Are there any specific kinds of needs that you're meeting, or is it just any skill set that people have um, that could help someone else you're willing to encounter? I think food, uh, financial, Mm -hmm. physical labor. um, I think we have a couple uh, dentists that have offered their services Mm -hmm. um, uh, complimentary, and we have a couple people that have some dental issues that we're working on right now. So it's really varied. It's it's and it continues to be. We we probably have, you know, at least a, a request or two a day mm-hmm. coming through the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. um, Ryan and Jamie, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming to get started in all of this, and whether it's someone coming alongside of you in this or just advice to our listeners. Um, if someone has a desire to be generous during this time, what would you say are the most practical first steps or what is a first step in uh, just being generous in spirit and in uh, abilities? I think one thing I might say for your listeners is if they are feeling called to be generous, I think, as you said, in this mm-hmm. specific time and season, if they, you know, to get to get the train on the tracks mm-hmm. instead of just looking at generosity and giving in a, in a nebulous mm-hmm. way, they might ask themselves, you know, or even sit with a pen and paper and say, okay, what are the ways that I can be generous? Mm-hmm. You know, is it of my time? Do I have a service that I can offer? Mm-hmm. You know, our neighbor's dentist, he offered dental services. One of the gentlemen we worked with, he's a mechanic. He offered, mm-hmm. offered mechanic uh, type services, or is it financial? So I think for the giver that may be listening, it might help them to sit down and be precise or uh, just jot down a few ways that they are able to be generous at this time. And then that could lead them right into acts of generosity. Um, 
you know, and as it pertains to this, you said, you know, maybe some folks starting um, their own effort to be generous or coming along something that's already in motion. You know, Ryan always says water joins um, a moving stream. Hmm. And so it is also nice to join something with momentum. And I'll just give you a quick example and a story that's really part of this FOB initiative. Um, because the neighbor helping neighbors concept was already moving, we already had um, some ways to serve. I was walking through the public parking lot just a couple of weeks ago, and um, I saw a woman had written on the outside of her car, it said, we need our stimulus check now. Um, so that was obviously a sign to me that that person probably needed some help or support. So um, just to, you know, long story short, once I saw the woman in the vehicle, I just knocked on the window of her car door and she rolled down her car, you know, her window. And we got to chat a little bit about what um, her needs may be. And we were able to just take next steps from there. So that was just, you know, knowing what resources were available, having an opportunity, you know, right in front of you and then just taking action from there. I yeah. love that. I love the way each of y'all answered because I think what y'all have done with Fellowship of Believers for such a time as this uh, with COVID mm-hmm. is is amazing. And I think y'all are called to it. And, and what I love about the way you answered is that you didn't say that everybody is called to answer the same way that you have in this, in this organized fashion that involves hundreds, you know, a hundred volunteers and donors and things like that. Um, because God is going to call each one of us differently. And so we're, we're called to be faithful to how the Lord is leading us. And it's very clear that the Lord has led y'all into a direction of an organized system that is, you know, responding to neighbors as you see them. I remember one of the first times that Jamie, that we met, um, I was, I was still working in children's ministry and I was working in the lobby on a Sunday morning and I, I could just tell that you were a go-getter because you came in with your kids and instead of waiting for the elevator to come, you picked up the stroller and carried it up the staircase. And I remember thinking, <laughs> wow, that <laughs> she's wasting no time. And so it's it just your your answer is on par with your personality as Love far that. as getting the train on the tracks, get started somewhere, take inventory of the gifts the Lord has given you, whether they're um, material objects or not, and and then start small. We, we want all our listeners to know that being missional is to be obedient to how God is calling you to give back to your neighbors. It doesn't have to be this huge, elaborate thing. Yeah, I think just an awareness of the situations around you and a willingness to listen to the Holy Spirit and to take those steps when you're called. Um, I love that you leave it as a simple option, but go out and do it. Um, That's really what we're about here. If there's uh, someone out there listening who either wants to get involved in helping you guys in what you're doing and or has questions about how they can be helped, um, can you share your website with us one more time? Sure, sure. It's fobcommunity.org. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you, Ryan and Jamie. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, talk with us and to share about what's been going on. Um, We really appreciate you and uh, look forward to partnering with you more. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye.
you know, it's really exciting to me to hear uh, from Ryan and Jamie about how their community group just kind of linked arms and took off with this idea of caring for the people around them. I know um, they've talked about how their neighbors see the signs as they go by, but I've seen the FOB signs up in Winter Park and in College Park and up in even Maitland, I think I've seen a sign. So um, it's just so exciting to see the spread of that across the city. Um, but beyond that, just the the forward motion as a group to link arms and get out and do during a season where uh, everything's a little bit unpredictable and God's giving people opportunities to serve. Yeah, I think it's everything you'd hope for um, mm-hmm. in a missional movement as far as the way that the missional church wants to disciple people to send them out. And so that is a unique experience, I'm sure, for them, because it was it's truly for such a time as this, Mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, it's not every day that we're living in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really humbled and encouraged by their quick response, Mm -hmm. as you were saying, as a community to come together and um, the the pivots that we've been making as a congregation over the last two, two and a half years Mm -hmm. have all led up to wanting to see people feel empowered to respond the way fellowship of believers has. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, what I, I, I mean, I, I repeated the quote to Ryan cause I think it's so good. Um, when he said something along the lines of, if you drive past our fellowship of believers sign, then you belong in our community. Mm-hmm. And that just captures this essence that is the radical generosity of God that mm-hmm we as believers are not only called to love our neighbors, but we're called to make ourselves mm. neighbors to people. And so the, it's not just this idea of like, oh, God has only given me this one neighbor or whoever it might be to mm. care for, but it's actually a lifestyle in which we engage with the world on a regular basis. We should have open eyes and open ears to discern where the Holy Spirit is leading us to respond mm-hmm. and 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 when we respond and when we respond in the strength of Christ and in the love of the Lord it's in those spaces where you make yourself a neighbor mm-hmm. uh to somebody and that's that's the essence of the gospel mm-hmm. is that Jesus not only made himself a neighbor to me but made himself a brother mm-hmm. to me that I might belong to him as a co-heir um so just really profound thoughts and I'm glad um, to hear that they're doing such amazing things, and I hope that everybody feels encouraged um, to take a small step because a small step of faithful obedience can open up into a whole movement. And I love that he mentioned they hope there's a sunset on this with um, the COVID crisis coming to an end, but an understanding that they now have different relationships with neighbors than they've had before and an opportunity to um, spend time together with them and care for them and serve them, that'll lead to lasting relationships. Um, and I think that's an important step for us to remember in all of this. Uh, if we're taking a small, tangible step of loving our neighbor well, uh, hopefully that will continue in relationship. And I just think of my own neighborhood, just the ability to meet people. I've met more of my neighbors in the last six weeks than we did in the first year of living in our house, just by the nature of people being around and Um, sharing common experience. So get out there, listen to the needs around you and be willing to respond. Um, I think it's a good challenge for me to remember that um, I have a few needs I can meet in my neighborhood. So why not get out and do them? Yeah.
We do just want to take a moment to say, if you're someone who's listening to this and you do have a need uh, that you need met, uh, not only is FOB out there, but we do have a COVID relief fund here at the church that uh, has been quite active. And Alexa, I know you manage part of that. So if you want to speak towards it, I would love to hear. Yeah. So we are in a position to help people that have needs that are related to COVID. And and that's about the only qualifier. Hmm. Um, so if you go to fpco.org slash help, there's a button there that says, I think it says request help. Hmm. And it takes you to a very short form that you fill out and tell us a little bit about your need. Um, it will ask you to upload any documents that prove your need. And then you'll get a phone call from us to learn Sweet. more. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening today. Um, We're excited to continue to release new material as we go. And if this COVID thing continues to last like we anticipate it is, um, we will continue to tell more stories. So uh, if you have stories you want to share, would love to be able to hear from you there as well um, and be able to uh, share that with our broader uh, church body and the community around us. So um, now go out and live true.